Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Have you heard the news? The best podcast for dinosaur fans is out and a roaring good time for all. What happens when a bolt of lightning hits a digger machine on top of a site that's full of dinosaur fossils? Uh, the digger turns into Digger Rex, of course. Join Digger Rex, the half-dinosaur, half-digger, on his adventures by searching for Digger Rex on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello again, Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most, and keeper of the strangest, spookiest tales on Earth. Today is another Ivy's chilling tale. This bewitching tale, Story Club members, might make you sleep with the lights on. It's one I call the Bell Witch. In the early 1800s, an ordinary man named John Bell moved his family from North Carolina to a farm in the Red River Bottomland in Robertson County, Tennessee. The family settled in a community that later became known as Adams, where Mr. Bell purchased some land and a large log home. The Bells quickly made friends and gained prominence in the community. One day in 1817, while walking through one of his cornfields, John Bell came across a strange-looking animal. The bizarre creature had the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit. Frightened by its unnatural appearance, Bell aimed his rifle and fired at it. He missed, and the animal vanished. The shots that John Bell fired would mark the beginning of one of the greatest torments by a supernatural entity ever recorded. The story of the Bell Witch has inspired countless books and movies. After Mr. Bell's encounter in the cornfield, he tried to forget about the strange animal. But that same evening, the Bell family heard a strange beating sound on the outside walls of their house. This mysterious sound continued, becoming more forceful each night. Mr. Bell and his sons would run outside to catch the culprit, but they never found anyone or anything. More problems soon followed. One night, the Bell children woke up frightened, complaining of something that sounded like rats gnawing at their bedposts. Then, the children said that their bed covers and pillows were being torn off their beds and hurled on the floor by some unseen force. Betsy, the youngest daughter, experienced brutal encounters with the spirit. It pulled Betsy's hair and hit her, often leaving red marks on her face for days. As the terrifying weeks went on, the Bell family began to hear a faint, weak voice. It sounded like an old woman crying or singing hymns. John Bell was reluctant to share his misfortune with his friends and neighbors. However, as the haunting continued, Mr. Bell finally turned to James Johnston, his closest friend, for help. Mr. Johnson and his wife decided to spend the night at the Bell home to observe the haunting. They experienced the same terrifying disturbances. After his bed covers were repeatedly removed, Mr. Johnston sprang out of bed asking, Who are you and what do you want? The attacks stopped for the night. Later, the voice heard in the Bell household became louder and stronger. It sang hymns, quoted the Bible, and once repeated, word for word, two different church sermons that took place at the same time, 13 miles apart. 
Were all these strange occurrences the result of John Bell's encounter with that strange-looking animal in the cornfield? No one could be sure. Soon, news of the Bell Witch spread through the community and even to faraway Nashville. By 1819, the heroic general Andrew Jackson, with whom John and Jesse, Mr. Bell's sons, fought in the Battle of New Orleans in 1814 and 1815, heard this story. Intrigued by the haunting, General Jackson and several other men traveled from Nashville to the Bell Farm to investigate the situation. However, after staying just a few days at the Bell home, the general and his men left in a hurry. They too were victims of the mysterious spirit. General Jackson, who later became president of the United States, said, I'd rather fight the entire British army than to deal with the Bell Witch. John Bell fell ill not long after General Jackson's visit. Mr. Bell claimed that the witch said several times that she wanted to harm old John Bell. On the morning of December 20th, 1820, after a long battle with a crippling disorder, John Bell died. Immediately after his death, Mr. Bell's family found a small vial of unidentified liquid that Mr. Bell apparently drank the evening before his death. I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, the disembodied voice of the witch bragged, and that fixed him. John Jr. hurled the vial into the fireplace. The mysterious liquid in the vial shot up the chimney in the form of a bright blue flame. After John Bell's funeral, his family heard the witch again. As they left the burial site, the witch laughed and sang. The attack stopped and the voices ceased to be heard. In April of 1821, however, the witch visited Lucy Bell. She told John Bell's widow that she would return in seven years for another visit. Indeed, seven years later in 1828, the witch returned as promised. This time, the witch's haunting was centered on John Bell Jr. The witch discussed various topics with Bell, including the origin of life on Earth and the need for a spiritual reawakening in the country. The witch was also said to make predictions about the Civil War, World War I, the Great Depression, and World War II. After the 1828 visit, the witch never appeared to John Bell Jr. or any of the Bell descendants ever again. The cause of the Bell's family haunting remains a mystery. However, even today, almost 200 years later, it's said that if you visit the old Bell farm on cold and rainy nights, small lights can be seen gliding over the fields. Phantom sounds of people talking and children playing have been reported in the area. Are these just strange coincidences, or will the Bell Witch haunt the land forever? So I'm pretty sure the moral of this story is that if you ever happen to stumble upon a strange-looking animal with the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit, leave it alone. <laughs> but don't leave me alone, beloved listeners. I've got an email address, so use it, people. I'm at ivy at gokidgo.com, and I am loving getting your notes. Tell me what stories you loved and which ones scared the socks off you. Tell me more of what you want to hear as well. Original stories, haunted places, urban legends. Talk to me, people. And I'll do my best to deliver you the scary stuff you crave. Right now, I'm craving some inspiration. So I'm going to go check out the other great storytellers on the Go Could Go network. There are so many adventures to enjoy with Go Could Go. Like Bobby Wonder, about a 10-year-old alien who has to protect the town of Pflugerville from villainous Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow. And Martha and Waffle being totally hilarious nitwits in the underground world of Flusville. Go Kid Go even has an underwater adventure show called Whale of a Tale about the brother and sister exploring team Atlas and 
Xavia who live in a submarine shaped like a whale. So join me in searching for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, Falloosville, and Whale of a Tale wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, I'll meet you back here tomorrow for another Story Club tale, beloved listeners. After all, Story Club members deserve their daily scare fix. Ivy out! Go, kid, go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.